Welcome to the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson from victoriajohnson.org, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher trainer and Heal Your Life coach trainer in Canada. I am the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, based on the teachings of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Tune in for tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, affirmations, visualizations, reflection time, and real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your thoughts and words. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and You Can Heal Your Life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life based on what we have talked about on the show. So stay tuned to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. As Louise Hay often said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Today's guest is Antoinette Coleman-Kelly from Ireland, and we are so thrilled to have her with us. She is a Heal Your Life teacher and coach. She is also a business trainer. She is a personal development practitioner. You can find her on her website, which is lifehealing.ie. So that's www.lifehealing.ie. She is a independent wedding celebrant as well. And she will be performing my ceremony with my fiance later on this year. We're going to tell you a little bit more about that because it's super exciting. Her website as a wedding celebrant in Ireland, and she travels around the world, is weddingcelebrantantoinette.com, A-N-T-O-I-N-E-T-T-E. So weddingcelebrantantoinette.com. Welcome to the podcast. Whoa, I'm so excited to be here on this. I can't believe I'm speaking with you on this. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank <laughs> oh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. I just want to tell our listeners how we met. And that was, again, through the work of Louise Hay. As Heal Your Life teachers, there is this worldwide community. And you and I had communicated back and forth through mm-hmm. Facebook and so on. And then a couple of years ago, I traveled to Ireland and you so graciously met me at the airport, treated me like royalty the entire time, and we just had this amazing tour of Ireland. So I'm so blessed to have you in my life and to have this Heal Your Life family worldwide as well. They always say that there are no coincidences. Things are meant to happen. And the connection that we we, we have is, is amazing, absolutely amazing. And Louise brought us together. It just makes me smile from ear to ear. Thank you so much for your generosity and your graciousness and for sharing your wisdom with our podcast listeners. So let's just dive right in and talk about when you first experienced Louise Hay's work or when the book You Can Heal Your Life first came into your life. Well, actually, there's a funny story with that one because in the 80s, when Louise was writing her book, I remember buying the book when it came out and this is in Ireland in the in the 1980s and I remember thinking this is a wonderful book I could do so much with this book I could help so many people with this book and then I bought the book four times within I'd say that a decade and I kept halfway through each time I go I've read this before but what I didn't realize was Hay House kept changing the covers on the book <laughs> but I the same book 
<laughs> so yes, I was really getting the message, and it was coming home to me uh, fast and furious that yes, I really needed to look into this big time. But I loved what Louise was doing. I loved the how she made the complicated simple, and yes. it just made it so easy to understand. Um, and that was what actually drew me to Louise's work way back in the beginning. And then when I later on in, you know, further on down the line, when I became a counsellor and I became a life coach, um, I decided, no, I had to do teaching with this. And Louise came back into my life. Well, she never left my life, but she came back totally into my life when I did the training to mm-hmm. become a Louise Healer Life teacher. And of course, that's how you and I met on this as well. Um, and my life has never been the same since. It's been amazing. <laughs> I love how you shared that it made the complicated simple. Yeah, that's what she does. That's what Louise's work is all about. She um, makes it simple uh, because we as humans, I believe we complicate, we complicate life too much and make it, bring clarity into our lives. It doesn't have to be as complicated as we humans make it for ourselves. I believe, I believe, you know, and you ask question, you're kind of what am I or who am I? You know, she has the answers in all of this because we are amazing people. Absolutely. Keep hearing it and we and rehearing it to to really get that understanding for ourselves, too. Well, and to re- to recognize that we are born this way, born deserving, born amazing, born lovable. And one thing that, again, going back to the complicated and the simple, what people often say about this type of work, about spiritual growth work, is that it's simple, but it's not easy. But taking that a step further, I think about sometimes we decide to make things more difficult than they need to be in our mind. So say, for example, if we get on the subject of forgiveness, sometimes Mm -hmm. we think, oh, I need to forgive somebody and it's going to be so hard. And truly, there is a lot of personal growth involved in forgiving someone. But it doesn't have to be this big, dark cloud above us that we need to take five years working through. Forgiveness can be a bit of a more simple process when we implement the self-love and the personal growth and the acceptance of situations. And I know that this has really touched your life when it comes to Louisa's work. And I would love if you could share a little bit about that with our listeners. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, Forgiveness, yeah, I mean, I all well, we were when we Louise talks about that our beliefs are in place from when we're five years of age, and of course, that would hit all areas of our life. And then, when suddenly something comes up as a child in the playground or wherever the case might be, and somebody hurts you or says something that's not very nice, and we get annoyed, we get upset. And I think our parents, we didn't, they didn't know how to tell us how to react to all of this. So we stored it within us. Mm-hmm. Then when um, in the 80s, when Louise came out with her book, and you suddenly realize, you know, I can actually forgive these people. I can let this go. I actually don't need to be carrying this bag of coal or bag of worry or bag of unforgiveness around with me all the time. And then it really, really hit base with me um, a number of years ago when my marriage broke down and... I realized, okay, I could be, I can be better or bitter. And I chose, uh. I chose to be better. And I chose with Louise's help, and this is really, really fundamental, with her help, 
with working on forgiveness and I did a huge forgiveness. And you know something, my life has turned around totally on that uh, by letting it go. There is yes. that phrase when Dara, she used to say, let go, let God. And uh-huh. you know, a lot of truth in that. A lot of that, a lot of truth. And it's what it allows when you can let the forgiveness go. And I think I and I think I need to, uh, Victoria, just quote Louise on this. It's not condoning what the other person has done. It's letting go of our stuff on the situation. And that magic comes in. That's where the magic comes in. And that allows us then to, I suppose, really start to relearn again to enjoy the deliciousness of each day that we actually can do if we choose to. Mm-hmm. So forgiveness was is paramount, paramount with, with my work with Louise. And I would be forever grateful to her for teaching me and everybody else who does this work with her, how amazing, how how uncomplicated it is. Are you you able to take us through how to forgive? And I know that you've talked about letting it go, but the one thing that I'm thinking about as I listen to you speak is, what if we could share with our listeners just how to get started to forgive someone? Um, writing is where what that did it for me. Uh, but I'm not talking about writing journals. I'm talking about maybe I get ups- I would have got upset about something. I would write about it. I go straight to the uh, sink or wash and basin, um, and I burn it because I I had two young boys at the time when all this happened to me, and I didn't want my boys to read anything that was that didn't need to be read. Mm-hmm. So I would have burnt um, anything I wrote. I would have burnt it. And when you write ink, you know, you can, I often joke about this, Victoria, where I say sometimes when I would write, I would use, I could use words that I would be far too much of a lady to pronounce sometimes. <laughs> I think the paper could all take it. And, you know, from that point, I was actually getting it out of my system. And of course, when you write like this as well, the trick is, and a lot of people don't remember this, never reread it. You've just managed to bring us, get us out of your system, put it on a page. If you reread it, you're putting us straight back in again. So we're talking about, yes, absolutely. That does make a lot of sense. And to be honest with you, I've never heard that before, to never reread. So that is a great tip. Yeah. So we're talking about putting pen to paper, like not on a laptop, but actual pen to paper, write it down, get it out. Don't put it back in and destroy it. It's what we call spontaneous writing. You know, you just write it as the brain is going. You just write away, be it calm, be it furious, whatever way it comes out, put it out on paper. Um, And as I say, don't be worrying about the paragraphs and dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Don't worry about that. Nobody's going to be reading this, not even you. So just get it, helping this to get it out of the system. I believe in my lifetime that I have not written pages or books. I've written forests. Mm-hmm. Forests. <laughs> at this. But you know, it has left me a much calmer, a much easier and happier person. Why would we hold on to stuff when we have access to getting rid of it, letting it go? That's, That's a great my- question. And I'm just going to let that hang with our listeners for a minute. Why mm-hmm. would we hold on to stuff when we have the option of letting it go? Why yeah. would we choose to get stuck in our story of being the victim? 
That's it. Become the victor. Become <sighs> the victor. Because we have that choice. We have, we can take that leap of faith. Also, Louise talks about her mirror work. You can do that forgiveness as well. You can chat. Now, make sure there's nobody around. But you can have that chat with yourself, with a mirror. And you can do that forgiveness. Also, sometimes when we talk about forgiveness, people think that we have to go to the person and say, by the way, you know, I just, I'm going to forgive you for whatever. No, we don't need to do that. This is forgiving our stuff on the situation. And that's quote unquote, our stuff on the situation. And these are Louise's words. They're not actually mine. But boy, do they, um, they say it as it is. Absolutely amazing altogether. That really speaks to my heart. And I wrote it down as you said it, forgiving our stuff on the situation. So it brings to mind a situation for me where I needed to forgive someone. And this was probably the biggest forgiveness piece of my life that I recognize so far as in terms of an actual one-time event. So there was a situation actually with my ex-husband that I needed to forgive and I did not forgive. I hung on to it for a long time. And I do remember going to the ocean and standing there and just really contemplating and meditating and having this experience where I forgave him. And not only did I forgive him, but I was able to find a little piece of gratitude for the experiences that I'd been through because I could use them to help other people. But I don't know if I ever consciously decided to forgive my stuff in this situation. Yeah, and that is so important. Mm, Looks like we have some coaching to do. But, you know, maybe unconsciously we you actually have done it. You have done it, you know. Sometimes it automatically leads in without having this big aha moment, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, When you feel that calmness and you can actually start to begin to enjoy what I call the deliciousness of every new day. Well, you have inspired me to, when we get off the call today, I am going to do some spontaneous writing and release my stuff on that particular situation just as, as a mindful exercise and then destroy it. And I am very inspired by the action that you are proposing. So thank you for that. You're welcome. But it, and it really, really works. I, um, I mean, I could talk for days on how brilliant it is, but writing definitely is where it's at. For me, now, for me, that's me taking responsibility for me. That's what that is. Me also, taking responsibility for me. I like that. Yeah. Also, when you think about it, if we don't let go of stuff and do forgiveness, in Louise's book, Heal Your Body, I mean, that book is all full of kind of what our thinking pattern is happening, what is happening with our thinking pattern and allowing us then to become sick. So have you had any personal experience then with the whole mind-body connection piece around forgiveness or any other negative uh, feelings, you know, that that tie that mind-body-soul connection in your life? I am just smiling here as 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 you're asking me that question because I think you know me too well. Um... After this breakup happened with me, um, I uh, had a huge problem with my hip and I needed to get, um, I had to have a hip replacement. Of course, I reckoned I was about 20, 30 years too young to have it, but it happened. I needed a hip replacement. And of course, that's where I brought the body-mind into this, where I kept, even before the surgery happened, my healing is already in progress. I kept using the affirmations. Mm -hmm. I was working in affirmations before the surgery at least a month, six weeks beforehand. 
So by the time it actually came through, I felt it was just, oh, I just have to go and get this done. It'll be fine. And yeah, hunky-dory. Everything was good. Um, so yes, body, mind. And of course, the hip is all about moving forward. So yes. It was still a lot of writing I needed to do. I still needed to kind of really get to the nitty gritty of what was actually going on. And what was not going on for me was actually to look at both sides of it. Um, and now I'm delighted to say several years on, I can skip and I can walk and I can dance and I can do all sorts. And my hip is amazing. Now I'm coming back into the forgiveness again on that. Can you share that affirmation again about your body? Yeah, my healing is already in progress. My healing is already in progress. Okay. My healing is already in progress. And that almost became a chant with me. I used to sing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell us more about chanting? Because I know that you uh, teach some courses and hold some workshops on chanting. Yeah, chanting. I have, a, I have a wonderful teacher in India who I visit regularly who teaches me my chant. And the chanting I do is, I love chanting because it's a lovely form of meditation. It's working with a language called Sanskrit, which is a very, very sacred language. Um, and it's like learning just any new language that we would learn, but this is very, very precious and very sacred. And um, I, a lot of the chants we would use would be Buddhist, Hindu, Christian, and Sufi. So they would be kind of in that four, four regions. Mm-hmm. And they are amazing. You have the universal energy, energy coming through. You have... I mean, when you're in India, all these god and goddesses out there for um, that help with so many different angles of life, whether you're removing obstacles or you're looking for abundance or you're looking for in Thanksgiving or in gratitude. You know, it's just very, it's very, very powerful meditation. And it sounds like it ties in with your Heal Your Life work very closely. Oh, beautifully, beautifully. I've been chanting since 2010. And I wouldn't go, I would do about two hours every day of chant meditation. And I would feel very bad now to miss it, I have to say. Um, It's just part of my life. It's just part of my life. Well, when I was in Ireland almost two years ago now, you first introduced me to chanting and I went to one of your chanting classes. And it is amazing. You know, when I hear somebody say, oh, I, I would chant for two hours, I would think, how is that even possible? But, you know, I'm happy to say now that it is, for me, the most relaxing form of meditation that can be done for me anywhere and everywhere. I've, I've gone on road trips where I've been driving for five hours and either just listen to chants the whole way or chant the whole way. And the time just flies by and the peace of mind is absolutely amazing. So if people wanted to get a hold of you to learn more about chanting, would they just go to lifehealing.ie? That's right. They can connect with me on that. And I would be delighted to uh, work with them to talk, talk, speak with them, speak uh, talk through it, you know. Um, I mean, there are so it, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful form of meditation, and I suppose when I got into it first, um, life being very, very busy, because you had to learn a new language, if you like, um, you really had to concentrate and you had to focus on this, which was amazing, which was great, because sometimes if you're doing silent meditation, that's quite difficult too, um, as opposed to your guided meditation where you're brought on a journey. 
and but equally as effective. I like you. I travel all over the country because of my wedding work that I do, um, and. I would chant on any, all my journeys, I would chant on my journeys. The only chant never to do, this is actually interesting, is never to do the OM, which is the universal energy of divine energy. Um, never do the OM when you're driving because it can bring you to a different level and you could land in a field. Yeah. Oh, goodness, goodness. Okay, so, well, that's a great tip. Thank you. We have been more, we have been more, you know, on that. So we know you travel um, around Ireland and around the world as a wedding celebrant. And yeah. uh, this is a unique concept uh, for the listeners. If you don't know, I live in Canada and we don't necessarily have wedding celebrants here. We'll have like commissioners for oaths or people who are licensed to perform ceremonies. But what Antoinette does is ties together all of the different things that are important to the couple into a very personalized ceremony. And it is a beautiful, I'm going to say spiritual, even though not traditionally religious, but a beautifully spiritual ceremony. And um, can you tell us again how that all ties in with this whole big picture of your Heal Your Life work and your chanting and how this all together is Antoinette and what you bring to the world? Good question. That's a, yeah, that might take a long time not to answer, but I'll give you a quick <laughs> um, It's all about love. Mm-hmm. I'm really about love. Um, I love love. I feel when, I, when I'm working with a couple, um, I just, you know, I get into the space with them. I hear what they're saying. I want to bring their values, their beliefs, their thinking into the ceremony. Um, and it brings this, I suppose, it makes it enchanting it's to bring the enchantment of it all. And it all ties in very much with uh, the Heal Your Life work that I do because it's all about loving yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of this we can do, none of this work we can do until we find ourselves and learn to love and accept ourselves for, and I truly mean this, the amazing person that you are. Well, it certainly comes through in all that you do. And I know that these things that you're sharing with our listeners are your core beliefs and your core values. And it is just really a part of who you are. And love absolutely. is who you are and what you exude to the world. I absolutely, as I say, I can become quite giddy about love. So and I, <laughs> I don't apologize for that either. But you know, as a parting piece, I would love to just bring in, um, I'm not sure why I picked this up, but if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Right. I right. love that. I think it was that was Groucho Marx or some somebody who, who um, I, attribute, I attribute that to. But you know, it's so true. Sometimes we have to make changes mm-hmm. um, to actually get to the as come back to my deliciousness of each day. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And by and, the way, you probably know this too. When we smile, we smile. But that's all about loving the self as well. It takes seventy-two muscles to frown. But it only takes 14 muscles to smile. You know, there's been so much research done, too, about when you're on the telephone with somebody, if you're smiling, that your words come through a different way. I think just what it does to our 
our hearts, what it does to the words that come out of our mouth just changes. And when we have that connection with people, if it's on the telephone or on a podcast or just for, you know, a millisecond walking by someone on the street, you know, we can we can just be spreading the love around the world that way. I totally agree. A hundred percent agree with you on that. But and it's a beautiful way to think about it, isn't it? Absolutely. 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 I've spent, I've just been in such a state of love recording these podcasts, listening to all of you amazing people from around the world. And I'm so grateful for that. I wanted to just ask you if you have one self-care tip that you would love to share with our listeners before we sign off. Only one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No pressure there. Okay. Using the affirmation, I love and approve of me today. Mm. I like that you say today because so often I think we get caught up in the when I lose 10 pounds, when I have more money in the bank, when I have a boyfriend or a husband or, you know, all of these different things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter really at the end of the day. Sure, it doesn't. It's actually each day, each day is a joy if we choose. It's again that coming into our, our attitude and choice as well. I mean, we can choose to be fun and full of joy or we can choose to be not. Yes, and we can love, choose to love ourselves today as we are perfectly and and complete. I love and approve of me today. And maybe even if I was to add another little, three little words, I am enough. Yes, I am that's enough. My, buzz, my am enough, that's my buzzword, my buzz and affirmation, if you like, for 2019. You know, I could talk to you about this all day long because that does show up in so many different areas. And, you know, it's interesting because I am working in the gym with a personal trainer. And one of the things that she talks about is how as athletes, there is always a feeling of less than and not the I am enough right now the way I am. It's like they're always, she works in particular with bodybuilders, how they're always trying to be more and more and more and more. And so whether it is in our relationships, whether it is in our physical being, in our jobs, in our prosperity, wherever this may be, I am enough. I am enough. I think that speaks volumes. And I think everybody should be using that sentence. Beautiful. Said it out loud. Beautiful. Well, you know what? I would love to just share with our listeners a treatment to end our call today. And so if you are able to, um, please just take a moment, take a nice deep breath and close your eyes. If you are driving, please do not uh, do that, but just listen in. And let's just do some affirmations together. This is from You Can Heal Your Life, written by Louise Hay. And uh, you would find this at the end of chapter eight. It is building the new. So taking a nice deep breath, just settling in. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole and complete. My life is ever new. Each moment of my life is new and fresh and vital. I use my affirmative thinking to create exactly what I want. This is a new day. I am a new me. I think differently. I speak differently. I act differently. Others treat me differently. My new world is a reflection of my new thinking. It is a joy and a delight to plant new seeds, for I know these seeds will become my new experiences. 
all is well in my world. And so it is. Thank you so much for being with us today, Antoinette. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Okay. And again, listeners, you can get a hold of Antoinette at lifehealing.ie or at weddingcelebrantantoinette.com. Thank you for listening. A pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learn tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org. And please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us.